Welcome to Happily Ever After is just the beginning. Keeping your relationship not just together, but happy, and we mean truly happy, is part art and part science. You've come to the right place. Here's your host, Leslie Dorries. doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result is one definition of insanity. And this can definitely apply to having the same conversations with your partner repeatedly and hoping that one day, someday, they will hear you and miraculously do what you want. Unfortunately, as we all know, someday is not a day on any calendar. The truth is, that if you want something to be different, you actually need to do something different. And no, that doesn't mean saying the same thing only louder and more frequently. So my colleague, relationship expert and speaker, Lisa Malo-Booth, is back to help sort out what you can do that would actually work to end these repetitive and unproductive conversations. So, Lisa, thanks for coming back on the show with your great wisdom in this area. It's like, because people get on this merry-go-round and they don't ever seem to be able to get off. <laughs> and, you know, you wrote a recent blog post that addressed this challenge called 1,000 Conversations and Still No Change. Love the title. So how is it that people just get caught up in this unproductive cycle? So... Gosh, so many, um, so yeah, many ways. Yeah, there's a $64 million question, right? <laughs> that is a million dollars, right? Um, what I would say, one of the things is that we all learn um, certain ways of being, right? And it's our, our survival instinct, basically. So sure. when we get into conflict, if we're not being mindful, we're not paying attention, we will do the same knee-jerk response in conflict that we did when we were kids, Right. And so we approach problems, difficult problems, again and again and again in the same way. So if, if when you were a kid um, it wasn't safe for you to speak out, then what you probably did was you maybe you over-accommodated or you placated or you just went silent. Then mm-hmm. if you, that's what you're going to do now in your adult life. If you are not thinking and being mindful, you're just going to shrink and shrink and shrink and you're going to keep wishing and begging and crying and wanting your partner to change, but you're just going to keep shrinking every time they get big. Or That's interesting. If, hmm? Yeah. Or if your approach is you start, you know, you learned when you were a little kid, like you had a parent who was controlling and micromanaged everything, then your approach to creating change is going to be possibly to micromanage and start controlling your husband and your kids and your wives and whoever. So you keep doing the same thing that you do, and you keep complaining about the same issue again and again that they do, but you just keep doing your little knee-jerk move, and you get caught. And we all do that. Well, I mean, yeah, and it's really interesting because one of the things that, you know, I will say to to the people that I work with is, like, you can, frequently you can just, change out the topic or the, or the problem or the issue, whatever it is, but, but, but you guys can tell me exactly what the other person is going to say because you've done this over and over again and to the point where you could actually switch places. Yes, yes. <laughs> you know, and you're still not going to get anywhere, which is, which is really kind of the interesting thing because it's not that people aren't aware that this is happening. 
they are clearly aware that it's happening, and they're right. getting frustrated by it, but they don't seem, but, but I mean, and, and I liken to, and I, and I date myself here, I, I probably need to come up with something a little bit more um, modern, but I, I can't think of anybody who did this, but it's like, it's, it's like when I tell people, because Yul Brenner, who was an actor who played the king and the king and I for, I don't know how, how often he played that role. It's like if somebody handed him a line from anywhere in that, in that show, he'd be able to just take off. And I think that's what we end up doing with our partners. The minute our partner feeds us that same line, we just go to town. And, and it's like, I, I mean, I know it must make people crazy because it's like, why do we keep doing this? Right. And so I love the explanation that it's a pattern that we learned, oh, long before we ever met our partners. Right. <laughs> Which, and. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, it's really important for us to realize that you know we kind of say, "I do this because you made me," right? I do mm, X because yeah, yeah. Y. If you didn't Y, I wouldn't have to X. And mm-hmm. the problem with that is, is we do X with everybody in our lives. We just happen to blame it on them. <laughs> and so, it, like, it's really important for people to start realizing. Wait a second, I have no power over there. And this is so many people approach the same mm-hmm. problem the same way time and time and again because what they're trying to do is get the other person to stop doing what they're doing, which is where they have zero power. And instead, if you change your approach, which is what you have control over, that's where you have your power. You don't have, a, you don't have power in changing how they respond or react or, or behave. You do have power in terms of how you respond, how you act, how you approach somebody. And that's where people don't, they don't make that move. They don't change them. They just try to keep begging and screaming and crying and forcing others to change them, you know, their moves. And they don't have power over there. Right. And that's, yeah, I mean, that's a really interesting thing, you know, because that's, that's what, you know, people say, well, if my partner would just stop doing X, mm-hmm. you know, life would be great. And, I just, right. and guess what? Your partner is saying exactly the same thing about you, that if you would just – and, and yeah. again, and, and this is what people seem to think. It's like that at best we can influence somebody's behavior, but we can't actually force them to do anything different. Right, and we can only influence somebody's behavior by changing our own. Well, and, and so you actually, in this article, you, you talk about, you mention both approach and clarity, which I love because people think they know what they're talking about, but frequently what they're asking for isn't really what's being said. So can you, can you um, talk a little bit more about what you mean by approach and clarity? So approach is, are you repeatedly doing the same thing over and over again? Like let's say you have, um, there's somebody in your family, you don't like the way they take out the trash or that they're not taking out the trash. And so time and time and time again, you're like, you didn't take the trash out. You didn't take the trash out. Oh, my gosh, you never take out the trash. I wish you would just take out the trash. And you keep doing that, and, and they don't take out the trash, and you keep complaining, and you keep, and so you keep approaching that problem the same way, expecting uh-huh. a different result. Now, you can approach that problem for 10 years the same way and never get a different result, but somehow you're still hoping for a different result. Right, but somehow they'll hear you. <laughs> somehow they'll hear you, and it won't work. You uh-huh. have to change your approach. So instead of complaining about it and complaining about it and complaining about it and pointing it out, 
Instead, you want to decide if you don't take the trash out by 9 o'clock at night, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put it outside your bedroom door or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Think of something, right? Right. <laughs> right. Um, but, but do, and then you have to follow through because sometimes what people do is they threaten, yeah. but they're not. Like, there's a, the difference between a limit and a threat is follow through. A threat is, if you don't do that with that trash, I swear I'm going to throw that trash all over your bed, mm-hmm. which you know you're not going to do. They know <laughs> you're not going to do, right? And right. you think if you say that, you will scare them into changing. What you do is you train them to not listen to you. Well, it, and, yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I say to my clients, that I'm sure you've been in some public place, restaurant, grocery store, whatever, where some parent is saying to their child, if you do that again, we're leaving. And I want to sit, hold up my hand and go, I've heard you say that five times. Right. <laughs> your child certainly doesn't believe you. Because, yeah, there, yeah, there is. There's no follow-through to that. And, and, you know, and that is a scary thing because um, you, and maybe that's and maybe also going into clarity, but approaches, and I love the concept of stop complaining about it and take, a slightly different um, way of dealing with it. Because again, people don't necessarily like this, but we actually train, we, we actually train people. You know, it's like, yes. you know, and, and that's one of the things that if I don't follow through, what I'm doing is telling you that there is, you know, that, that, that I'm just bark. There's, there's never any bite and you can just continue to do whatever you want to do and just kind of, ride out my dis, you know my unhappiness in that moment which of course has long-term consequences but right exactly <laughs> that's a whole other subject it's really about like change your moves right change your approach mm-hmm. because your approach isn't working and that's where you have power if you talk a lot talk less and act more right mm-hmm. if you're throwing things around all the time and you don't say anything Stop throwing things around and stop speaking more. <laughs> if you get really, really quiet all the time, then you need to find your voice. If you get really, really loud and reactive, you need to stop getting reactive and instead start changing behaviors, right? Um, if you threaten all the time, stop threatening and uh-huh. follow through, right? Choose a li- Even if you do a baby limit, a baby limit is much better than this bold threat that you're never going to do. So right. if, if there's an issue that you've been talking about for years, you have to really slow down and be like, okay, it's time for me to change me. I've got to change how I am approaching this, and I have to stop yelling at them for not changing their actions. And then yeah, be because creative. The, yeah, because people don't understand that, that, that it's a pattern that's been created. And, and it's like you said in the beginning that if, you know, and I, it's like if, I, if the pattern is I do A, you do B, I do C, you do D, if, mm-hmm. if I do A, you do B, and then I do X, I do something completely different, you can't go back to D. There is just, I mean, because, yeah. because I have changed my part in the pattern, and this is where people, I think, get confused about that this is where you have your power. But I want to talk a little bit about what you mean by clarity, because one of the things that that I run into all the time is people think that they're talking about something when that's not really what they're talking about. The the prime example is, you know, the dishes left in the sink, you know, or, or the mm-hmm. socks left on the floor. Now that may be annoying, but here's but but the clarity is why is it annoying? 
right? Right, right. So um, clarity is, it's interesting. We are great complainers. People like to <laughs> complain, <laughs> right? Yes, and, it's easy. Yeah, and when they're complaining, like, you know, they throw in the kitchen sink about 20 mm-hmm. other issues. And oh, once you gosh. throw in 20 other issues, you have just muddied the waters, right? Mm-hmm. So if you have an issue about, you know, how they're picking up their socks or that they're leaving dirty clothes all over their floor, then don't start talking about and how they don't talk to you and how they stay out late at night. and how. Just stick with this issue. Here's, here's what this issue is. Here's what's happening. I come home. There are, you know, your clothes are all over the floor. And then I make up a story that you are leaving them there so that I can pick them up. That leaves me feeling like you disrespect me, you're taking advantage of me, and what I would like is for you to pick up the clothes and put your dirty clothes in the hamper. Uh Now, if you don't do that, then I am no longer, I'm going on strike with the laundry. (laughs) And so this is what I want you to know. If it's not in the hamper, it doesn't get washed. And if your dirty clothes are on my floor, then I will be picking your dirty clothes up and I will be putting them on your side of the bed because Mm -hmm. I can't do this anymore. Right. And that's, and I mean, and I love that. I mean, it's, it's action. There's, you're talking about, I mean, and I love this one thing at a time. And because the other thing that sometimes will happen in those conversations is that one person will say, I want to talk about this. I want to talk about, and, and then the other person goes, but you do why? And, and then the answer is, uh, yeah. yes, I do, I do why, but right now we're talking about X, and when yeah. we finish talking about X, then we can talk about Y, right. but we're not going to mix them up right now. We're going to stay on, you know, we're staying you know, the here with the garbage this or whatever. Issue. Yeah. Exactly. This issue at this time. And you bring up a great point. Like, you know, part of the clarity is you reminding yourself, if you're with a partner who often tends to spin things or they, you know, now like you say you don't like something and now, of course, they don't like it either and then they start blaming mm-hmm. you, You've part of your clarity is like, okay, when I go into this conversation, I know that my child or my partner or my friend or whoever is going to spin this. And mm-hmm. so I need to recognize that and I need to bring it back. And, I'm, and that's part of your clarity as well. Like, I'm not going to let it go there. I'm not going to take the bait and then start being like, well, I know, I'm so sorry I did that. I didn't. Instead, <laughs> I'm going to just stay on point, which is just like you said, you know. I know that you may have that, and after we work through this issue, I'm happy to talk about that issue. Right, and because, again, that is part of the pattern, that deflection, that, you know, conversation jujitsu, I call it. (laughs) Yeah, and I will say, what I say to my couples is, if one of you comes to the other person with a problem, that is not the time or the space for the other person to come to their problem. So I don't, even after this problem resolved, I don't want the other person jumping in and saying, oh, yeah, let's do that. It is uh-huh. your job to realize when you have an issue. It is not okay for you to be triggered, oh, I want an issue because my partner has an issue. That uh-huh. is undermining the relationship. So if your partner comes to you with a problem, you are at the customer service window and you deal with that problem. And if you are the one with the problem, you remember 
that your partner is at the customer service window. You are not. You are there to discuss the problem, be clear about what the problem is, and the hardest part for people is to be clear about what solution you want. You can't just complain about it. You've got to say, and this is what I want, and if I don't mm-hmm. get it, this is what I'll do. Right. And I love, maybe, maybe, maybe with every marriage license, there should be like a customer service window that comes along. Right. <laughs> I, love, I love that visual. That is so fantastic. Yeah. This is Happily Ever After. It's just the beginning on webtalkradio.net. I'm Leslie Dorries, and I'm talking with relationship expert and speaker, Lisa Merlot-Booth, about how to get off the repetitive conversation merry-go-round and make real progress. And if this is something that goes on in your marriage and it's exhausting you, I get it. But you truly can change it, and if you want to know how, I invite you to give me a call or send me an email and schedule a free, no obligation, Create your Happily Ever After transformation session. You can reach me at area code 919-924-0463. Again, that's 919-924-0463. Or you can shoot me an email at Leslie, L-E-S-L-I, no E, thank you, Mom, at foundationscoachingnc.com. That's F-O-U-N-D-A-T-I-O-N-S, coaching, and it's a Nancy Susan Charlie.com. Now, I want to get back to this conversation because there's a really important thing, that um, Lisa, that you talk about in your article that I think plays, that, that keeps people stuck. And you talk about, the, about fear. And so what role does fear play in keeping the old pattern going, even if people are, like, really frustrated and happy and, and it's not working? What is, what, what is, how does fear come into it? Well, so... We keep doing the old pattern because as much as it may not be changing the issue, um, it works for us, right? It's safe. We know that if we keep doing the same thing, everything's going to be status quo. We're not going to lose the relationship. We're not going to, you know, the person's not going to be angry with us. We just keep doing the status quo. Fear comes in. The moment we try to change our move, it forces a change in the dance between me and the other person, right? So we have this, you know, my mentor used to call it your 40-year war, right? And (laughs) the content is irrelevant. It's the process that you keep doing things with, right? Mm -hmm. And so all you have to do is change your steps. However, with you changing those steps, it forces a change in the system. That's scary. The other person may get mad. The other person may, like if you actually set a limit and you never set limits, the other person may escalate their behaviors. They may end the relationship. They may walk away. There's lots of things. And so people get weighed down on fear. If I say this, it's going to hurt our feelings, or if I set this limit, he's going to be so mad, or if I do this, he's not going to, you know, whatever. And so it weighs us down, and we get more worried about the fear than we get motivated by the change. Well, and that's true, because change truly is scary. And, mm-hmm. and you and I both know that when one person changes their part in the pattern, quite frequently the other person just kind of ups the ante on, on, on their side of the pattern, because, they yeah. want, because they're trying to get things back to the status quo. They don't necessarily want to change their behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, even if logically you can have this rational conversation with somebody and they can actually acknowledge the, potentially the value, 
But then, you know, it's like the, devil's, the devil is in the details. The devil's in actually doing something different because it is uncomfortable. Absolutely. It's so hard. You know, and one of the things I see, and this is for men, um, women often, they um, kind of skirt around issues, they, <laughs> especially if you have um, a male partner who is who can bully or who can be intimidating or has a hot temper or who can be uh-huh. harsh. Often their spouses will tiptoe around them, tiptoe around them, tiptoe around them. And then when the women start to get a little bit more of a backbone and they start to set a limit, the men, just like you said, will escalate in order to kind of stomp her down and and bring things back to the status quo. But here's the thing that that I've seen far too often with these particular situations is at some point, the men think the women will always take it. They'll always take it. She's too weak. She's not going to say anything. I know, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And I cannot tell you, over time, everybody has their breaking point. Everybody has their breaking point. And these women, even though they've taken it and taken it and taken it, at some point, they grow tired of taking it. And what I see, I call it the silent exodus, is women leave yeah. three year, two yeah. or three years before they ever walk out. By the time they're actually ready to walk out, they and they tell the men that they're leaving, they're really gone. And then the men come oh, yeah. in and they're like, Lisa, you got to bring them back. I'm like, I can't. I can't. Like, yeah. and But they never believed the women before. They didn't, the women weren't speaking loud enough because they were too afraid, too afraid, too afraid. And well, they weren't by the, speaking clearly either because sometimes they sometimes yeah. they're not sometimes they're at it's like what is it that she wants i don't really know because it's right. not clear right or the women they were yelling and screaming but they but mm-hmm. they weren't actually changing their actions they've always been yelling and screaming and mm-hmm. so they trained the men to not listen to them because they you know they weren't really doing anything different and so now when they finally get the courage to leave the men are shocked and the women are like how the hell could you be shocked i've been telling you I've been having this conversation for a thousand times, right? <laughs> and well, they have, but they've been too afraid. The women have been too afraid to set limits and up the ante because mm-hmm. they don't want to escalate the men. And that fear has cost them, and the men not listening to them have, have cost the men. Well, and exactly, and, and frequently I will tell men, I said, unless you clearly know that you have sat down and resolved this, if she stops talking about it in any other way, you're in trouble because yes. she has she has gone underground with it. She's Absolutely. like, okay, it's never going to change. And I said, and now she's planning her out because I've got I get the same thing. I get mm-hmm. these guys. It's like I didn't know it was that bad. It's like, yes. well, I, you know, <laughs> it's like because right. you weren't listening. But again, that's part of that pattern that that comfortable pattern. Um, mm-hmm. that people find themselves in until one person goes, I'm done with it. Right, right. And then, you know, it's, it's, you know I, I liken it. It's the grenade in the relationship and everything's blown apart. And, mm-hmm. you know, but again, I think that is, again, about being, as you said before, being mindful. But the last thing that you mentioned in your article, and to me this is completely, absolutely critical, is you mentioned character. Now, what do you mean by this? How does this come into play in this pattern? Well, so you have to look. If you're having a 1,000 conversations about an issue, 
and it's not being resolved. The first place you got to look is, okay, let me look at myself. What am I doing? Mm-hmm. Am I doing the same approach? Am mm-hmm. I being clear? Am I letting them know what I need to do? Am I setting limits on it? Um, is my fear stopping me? You got That's the first place you check. If you're like, I have changed my, my approach. I have been mm-hmm. very clear. I have not let my fear stop me from setting limits. I'm setting limits, and I'm following through, and this person is still not coming to the table and not making changes. Now you've got to look at a character issue. And a character issue is something like the person either, let's say um, they have, uh, they can be very selfish, right? And uh-huh. they don't care what you want, and they don't care what you need, and they think that you should just take care of them. That's just, that's where they come from. They don't really care how they impact you. They're not about being accountable. That would be a character issue. If okay. you have somebody who has, um, who believes that uh, men are the head of the household and you should just listen to them and you should take care of them and you should do what they want to do, how they want to do it. And, when they want to do it. <laughs> and when they want to do it. And that's their belief and that's their philosophy and that's how they walk in the world. That's a character issue. If you have somebody who believes that they, um, as long as you don't find out that they were cheating, cheating's fine. They should be able to mm-hmm. do that. That's part of what they do. That's right. a character issue. You are not going to change that. You've got to look at, in, the, in, in those circumstances, you've got to be like, okay, listen, this person is not going to change. This is a, an issue of character. This is who they are. This is how they believe they should, life is. Mm-hmm. And this is how they believe that they, um, they should show up in relationships. Your question then has to be like, and can I live with that? Is that okay for me? Because I'm not going to change it and they're not going to change. So now i got to look at, is this character issue something that I'm willing to put my well-being aside for and live with even though it's going to harm me? Or am, is this something like, look, I character issue I can't resolve and I can't change and I'm not willing to sacrifice my life and my joy and my happiness because of somebody else's character. But, you know, and, and, and I know what you're talking about. I've seen it, unfortunately, way too many times. Um, but do people sometimes jump to the character issue before they've done the other three steps? Yes. Yes. Because that, that's the other thing that people, I, you know, because I think it really is, it, it's easy to put the blame, the focus on the other person. And I'm sorry, my, my mother just popped into my head, which is always a dangerous thing. But, you know, it's like it, it's the old, you know, when you point your finger at somebody else, there are three pointing back at you, which is interesting because that's the four we're talking about right there. Right, right, right. Uh, it, it's really very interesting. And, you know, and it, it's the first place we go is to the other person um, because, again, what we what we do is something we've done from probably before we can even remember, and we don't necessarily know where the where the source of it is. And as long as it's worked for us in the past, then it's like you're you know you're the obstacle. But then of course that always you know brings me up with you know um, Dr. Phil and several other people. It's like okay, so if you're having all these problems, what's the common denominator? Oh, it's me. Okay, right. <laughs> Maybe I right. should be different. 
Yes. But 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 how how do, how does somebody um, recognize that it it truly is a character issue in their partner versus them still holding on to their part in the pattern? So that's a great question. One of I have a saying um, that I tell my clients: You are one hundred percent responsible for the life you create, the life you allow, and the life you sabotage. And so. Ooh. What I talk to them about is what's the life you're trying to create here? And then what behaviors are you doing that are actively sabotaging that vision you want to create? What behaviors are you allowing to continue that are getting in the way of you creating this vision you want? So if you have a part, if you've had these thousand conversations with, with your partner about an issue, you have mm-hmm. to really look at what have I been doing to sabotage myself with getting this issue resolved? What have I been allowing my partner to do by either complaining, yelling? See, with women, just because you're yelling at it, yelling about it, or talking about it, doesn't mean that you're not taking it. You're just taking it. Oh, early. exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I want to know what actions have you done that have been different? And if you're literally looking at, if you're looking at a character issue and you're thinking, I've done all of the above, I think this is a character issue, one of the things you do before you leave a marriage is you get professional help and you ask that therapist, is there a character issue here? Mm -hmm. Is this something that I'm missing? And you, if it's an anger issue, you say, I want my partner working on, on, anger. I want them to address this issue. If your partner says no, then it's a character issue. They don't either, right. they're choosing to keep doing it, they don't want to change it, or it's a character issue and they don't see it and that's just who they are. Either way, if they're not willing to be accountable and change something, and you have been setting limits and changing how you're showing up, it's vital. That's number one. If, if you Absolutely. haven't changed your approach, you should not be looking at whether this is a character issue or not. You, you have to be setting limits and doing something different than you've ever done before before you can really look at what's going on here. Unless somebody's being physically violent towards you, in which uh-huh. case walk away, it's a character issue, don't get help, just get out. Right? With physical violence, that's a whole different thing. Oh, yes, yeah. whole different thing. But and, you know, other than and, that, go ahead. Well, I mean, and, and, and again... You know, society throws around all these words, you know, narcissist, abuse, blah, 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 you know, all these, all these different words, right. which, which are actually true. But yeah. one of the things that I talk to my clients about is, are you in an abusive relationship or are you in, an, are you in a non-functional one? Because those aren't the same things. And because right. in a non-functional, in an abusive one, you aren't really playing a role, I mean, other than, other than you're present for it. But right. in, in a non-functional one, you actually are doing things that right. help with the dysfunction. And, and it, it, it can be a really hard line for people because, you know, yes, this person's behavior is harmful and inappropriate, but if they've never been called on it and, yes. and shown that it's harmful and inappropriate, meaning that if you take it, you know, it, it, to me, it goes back to the um, overfunction or underfunction or kind of thing. It's like, yes, if you keep giving in, you're telling them that all they have to do is outweigh you. Right. Exactly. Versus, you know, so you're not taking a stand, but you're upset about how it's playing out, but you're not, 
but you're not saying, no, I'm not going to do your laundry if it's not in, you know, if it's not in the hamper or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Um, you know, and these, and these are the thing that, that you and I both know that part of the reason why I do the show is I want people to understand is these are skills that people can learn. Absolutely. And, and most people, you know, where the hell do we learn how to be in healthy relationships? I mean, if you look at the world today, it's crazy. Oh. <laughs> and, and so you absolutely can learn them. You have to, and you have to be humble enough to acknowledge that we all have learning to do. Mm-hmm. And you have to be strong enough. You know, I talk about a grounded, powerful strength, and I, that grounded, powerful strength is I'm going to take care of my needs and I'm going to ensure that people in my life treat me respectfully and I'm going to ensure that I treat others respectfully. And it's just a matter-of-fact strength, right? Like, mm-hmm. look, I'm not, going to, I'm not going to harm you and I'm going to expect that you're not going to harm me. Matter of fact, I don't need to go crazy and scream and yell and bully you, and nor am I going to shrink and silence. I'm going to, in a matter-of-fact way, be clear with you. This is what I need. This is what you're doing. This is how it's impacting me. This is what I need from you, and if I don't get that, this is what I'm going to do. And, and, that's and, what, and what you're describing is facing the fear of not being in this relationship. Yes. Because... And this is, I mean, and this is a critical question that people have because there's so many people who are, you know, afraid of of taking that stand because it means, oh, this person could walk away. But if this person isn't respecting you and treating you well, why do you want to be with them? And that's the hard thing, I think, for a lot of people. I think Robin Williams. Um, said it about, you know, the worst thing isn't being alone. It's being alone when you're in a relationship. Right. If you can't walk away from a relationship that is damaging because you're too afraid to be alone, your work is not that relationship. Your work Mm -mm. is to work you internally and to get yourself um, internally stronger so that you know that you have inherent worth. And nobody... Absolutely. Nobody can provide that for you but you. Otherwise, you're yeah. going to leave. You're going to leave Dawn, and you're going to go and meet another guy who's just like Dawn. He's just got a different name, or right. Sally, and you're going to meet another Sally. She just has a different name. So, exactly, you, you got to do your internal work so that you can have a grounded, powerful strength in your relationships and in your life. Well, Lisa, that's very, very wise advice. And so where can people learn more about, read your articles, because you, I mean, I've known you for a while, and big fan. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. Yeah, because, I mean, and this is the thing, because this is, we, there is information out there that helps people understand these concepts, and so where can they find your information? So um, I'm excited to announce, I have two websites now. So my original website is lisamerlabooth.com and that's for couples and women looking for help. And then I just did another website which is therisingforwomen.com. I just wrote um, uh, a book and it's on Amazon called uh, The Rising. So that's The Rising, F-O-R, it's the Rising, and then forwomen.com. That's my other uh, Great. website. So. Well, terrific. And so Liz, what, thank uh, you so much. I love talking to you. These are fun. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Something isn't working. Don't keep doing the same thing over and over again. 
and hoping that it will because as you've heard today, probably it's not. The only way to bring about change is to take another approach. And yes, it can be scary. Fear is real. Fear is big. Fear is controlling. Um, but the question that you have to ask is, what outcome do you want? And is getting it worth considering a different approach? So hopefully one of the things you'll do is keep listening to the show. And until next week, stay loving.